Welcome to the Alive Lauren podcast and the place of celebrating juicy, whole, living, loving, adventuring, engaging on this journey of a lifetime. I've got three different threads that just show quite a few things this in the last sort of week or 24, 48, 72 hours have threaded around these themes. So the one of, yeah, Mickey had this idea, brings forward this idea of us literally like our preferences and likes and dislikes not even being ours, that we literally are like this default programming of the lifetime that we've experienced. You know, unless we consciously are choosing otherwise, that through our lifetime, there are experiences that were enjoyable and experiences that weren't. And depending, you know, we've, well, those we clung on to, those that we resisted feeling, they've created a programming that impacts how we live. So, for example, if somebody had a really good relationship um, with their mom, then, for example, like Mother's Day could be like a really great holiday. Um, if somebody really has a very acrimonious or like not good relationship with their mom, Mother's Day can be a very challenging day. Um, everything, like somebody who has someone significant, I know a friend who literally within, I think his brother and his sister died within 24, 12 hours of one another. So every year on that date... It's a, it's a challenging time because it brings back a memory. Now, the thing is, we've got this construct of time, which is a human, like we live in a time where if you go back to how they decided to count time in terms of the cycle around the moon, uh, the sun and the Roman calendar that most of the world follow, I'm not going to say most of the world because there's also a huge population in China, but I'm just, yeah, from growing up following like the Roman um, calendar and time, so the fact that you come around, it's just a date that it's out of a construct that it lands up being, but it's just time unfolding that then the person, because of the way we're measuring time, then responds and reacts to that day every month, every year, somehow triggering greater emotion, greater thing of that memory. And it's, it's all like this programming. <laughs> And the invitation being that if if we can get to a place of really just deeply living the moment and feeling everything, the joys, the pains, the ecstasies, the agonies, like fully as they flow, that they move through us, that nothing is leaving a remnant. There's no sort of like programming. That was sort of like the one element. Then the, which is really fascinating in and of itself to just contemplate. And the other thread of, not taking things personally, and I know I've shared this before, it's just like, I actually, I know it's quite long to have as a mantra, but I definitely, to start out the day contemplating, so it's this quote by Yogi Bhajan, that if, and I love the way it's worded, and I know I've shared this countless times, I just like, wow, if you're willing, so it starts with an invitation of willingness, to look at another person's behavior towards you as a reflection of the state of the relationship with themselves rather than as a statement about your value as a person, then you will over a period of time cease to react at all. I love it for the fact that it starts with if you are willing. So there's an invitation of willingness, not saying that you should do this or this is the way, 
but an invitation to experience and experiment and have a personal reference for this. And then I love also that over a period of time, because it points to a process, um, that life is a process and learning like a new skill or a new way of doing something or a new way of seeing something, a new way of being is a process. But imagine then carrying that. Imagine like in the morning, like really meditating on this. And that throughout the day, as something is happening, if there is a challenging interaction with somebody at work, um, to actually be experiencing it and having this play as a mantra inside, that actually what is playing out now, no matter what someone is saying, no matter how hurtful and inappropriate, that it has more to do with their relationship with themselves. It's a reflection of the relation with themselves and not as your value as a person. So all these things that happen. Um, that was the other thread. And then the final thread was the meaning makers we are. Now these threads sort of overlap because when things happen, it just is. There's an isness. It's not. So I'm going to give you an example to make this practical. So for example, a friend, she's part of like a WhatsApp group that's quite inspiring and invites sort of sharing and upliftment now, where she's at in her life, she wants to fill her world with any opportunity of like enliftment or um, helping in the way of processing and seeing life to live more fully and be with it all. So she invited a friend to join the group. And then she noticed that the friend had exited the group. And, okay, so this is the thing. Objectively, all that's happened is a friend has exited the group. Now, that is based on that friend's life and things that have happened and her feeling of where she's at. But (laughs) the friend said to me that she defaulted. She noticed like her primary reaction wasn't taking this personally, almost feeling like rejected, like the friend leaving the group was a rejection of her, which obviously then means there's some sort of like rejection thread that's in my friend that hasn't been fully released and experienced and let go of there's what's one aspect, which is the pre-programming. So now because this has a similar resonance, like the whole idea as well of the tuning fork. So when you have one, anything else that resonates on that note will start to vibrate, even if it's not touched. So if there's an unresolved, like a deep feeling of some kind of rejection, now this is resonating that feeling. So it's bringing it up. (laughs) Okay. Which is then that programming, that default sort of programming of the past from things not being felt. Then the meaning-making, it doesn't mean that her friend has got her own stuff going on. Her friend is a universe unto herself. And it turns out later she discovered from her friend that her friend was really just feeling really overwhelmed, that she's on a number of groups. And even though, even though it was explained that there's no, you don't have to feel like you have to participate. You can look at the group when you want. You can skip it for a few weeks. You don't have to listen to everybody's posts. You don't have to read. It's just there as and when you feel inspired, even though that was the context. Her feeling of overwhelm is obviously connected to her life and her programming and her journey. (laughs) So it is exactly a reflection. The friend who left of her relationship with herself and her life, and it has nothing to do with the value of the friend who invited her. But then having that is like the mantra and the memory. So there you've got the programming the meaning making oh my lord and that also okay there's another thread that we have like our minds literally are these incredible like worst case scenario um opposite of benefit of the doubt meaning making masters 
And that is what the mind is going to do. Whatever happens, it's going to think of the worst reason, the like most negative ulterior motive, and it's going to embellish that to the nth degree. And that is where the choice is of, like literally, that is where remembering, like working with that as the mantra, that actually this is a reflection what the friend who invited of the friend who left of their relationship with themselves oh so this happens over and over in so many ways shapes or forms so then I also had like another story with a friend who's in like a flat share situation where normally like she doesn't really stay out and um and I haven't like properly spoken through a whole bunch of things. Everyone's got their own key and stuff. But so one time she was out and out pretty late, and then she got a message from one of the flatmates asking it was like after midnight if she was okay. Now, this is just a message after or whatever the time was. I think it was pretty late. It's that's all it is objectively. So it can be. Like literally, if you think worst case scenario, okay, oh my god, this is an invasion of my privacy. What, what business is it of my flatmates, whether I'm home or not? Or it legitimately could just be an expression of concern because if that person generally like isn't out that late, that the flatmate just genuinely is concerned to know if the person is okay, or if they're maybe stuck somewhere, if it's past the times buses are running, whatever. But it's like that is the opportunity. And then even if the mind were to go down the route of the one that's most offensive there's the choice of reframe and then wiring the muscle of of either like just watching just watching it's just what's okay but i'm not going down that rabbit hole with you and also it's just a message it actually has no meaning but the meaning that i give it and how the meaning that you give it changes everything everything and then i had another layer of a friend of mine chatting also about at work and a particular senior person who sometimes has ooh, a bit of a prickly way of giving feedback within a group that then can seem belittling to the person receiving the feedback um, and undermining but like it's just the feedback it's more the way the person communicates yes I'm not saying that it's acceptable to communicate in offensive ways I'm not saying that um but it's also that everyone's a product of everything that goes before them. And it is just that thread of, Mickey quotes it, I think it's um, linked to, ay, 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 just forgive me, it's one of the like Eastern um, leaders um, that, therefore by the grace of God go I, which I think I've heard in also other contexts, that literally all of us are programs of our previous conditioning and even this guy who's delivering that feedback he in that moment is a product of everything that's happened before all the modeling he's seen all the choices he's made all the consciousness he's had or not had and any one of us who may be judging that as offensive or inappropriate tone if we had gone through his exact life and all his experiences we possibly would also communicate in exactly the same way maybe even worse so it's also to hold this place of humility Wow, and that's just also, that's not from excusing behavior, but also just understanding that people are a product. And this is not from my personal experience, but just from stories I've heard in other people's experiences. Through my lifetime, I've been blessed to meet different people who've worked in prisons, with prisoners. And the number of times I've heard stories about how 
there's often this like really quiet introspection at certain times where they say they get really sad and like gosh if I had known these principles like I remember reading one from Marshall Rosenberg where one of the guys got really silent in one of the sessions because it's all about learning to communicate in ways that are non-aggressive and threatening and non-threatening and when he went up to this guy in the break afterwards he was really like sad and reflective reflexive and he was saying to me he got it if I'd known this I think he was in prison for one of the things was getting into some big argument like a best friend of his and he landed up killing him I never would have had to kill my best friend and therefore by the grace of God go I because any it's just more having that element of compassion but anything that we may deem to be unfair or corrupt or, or harsh or inappropriate it's not excusing it but it's just saying that we don't know if we had been through that person's exact life with everything that they've gone through all the experiences that have wired them to be behaving in that way it doesn't excuse it but it does open a doorway to massive compassion because we may easily be turned out exactly exactly the same and like i said maybe even worse and there is that choice that's why there's constantly this choice of in the moment oh my word so that is more than enough examples upon this thread <laughs> so dearest heart just happy adventuring and ready here is to just weaving those threads as and when appropriate that to hold that consciousness and in interactions and challenging interactions that whatever is happening whatever we may be on the receiving end of it's a reflection of that person's relationship with themselves and nothing to do with our individual value as a person. And to be mindful of the, the craziness that our mind, the stories and the running to create drama and melodrama and not to try and stop it. That is the thing. Just embrace that part as an endless source of the most phenomenal entertainment. Become amused by this internal melodramatic it's almost like a, a script writer, this improv script writer who spontaneously in every single moment is going to melodrama, whatever is happening, to the nth degree and let it be an endless source of entertainment because you're never going to fire it. It is hired for life. It has a job for life in there. So just make peace and you don't have to buy into it. You can re-listen to it for amusement with a lightheartedness and sometimes tune out altogether. So I'm probably, I'm probably missing a thread. Ah, and I think the final thread is that power of the meaning making. That yes, we have this default melodrama to melo, but you can choose to create other meaning because there is just the isness of nothing. It, it has no actual meaning except the meaning that we give it and we can choose to not be a default programming and to hold immense amounts of compassion for the fact that all of us in any moment are the product of every, like this massive domino. And every single thing that has come before, actually from the moment of time and space beginning as we know it, is how we arrive. Happy adventuring, precious heart, until we meet again. Mwah.